Guys Guy Radio. Here's your host, Robert Manny. Welcome to Guys Guys Radio. This is your host, Robert Manny, welcoming you to the show where men and women can be at their best and everyone wins Guys Guys Radio. We're here to inform you, inspire you, empower you, and get you to think and feel and who knows, maybe even act by virtue of the journeys and stories and experiences and insights from the guests I bring you each and every week on the show. And we've got a great show for you today. We've got another twofer. That means two guests on Guys Guys Radio. We've got Sergio Magnana. He is a really interesting guy. He's a well-known practitioner and teacher of the 5,000-year-old Toltec lineage. And he's going to talk to us about the Aztec calendar predictions and some modern-day events and uh, kind of where we're headed and what the next five years and beyond look like, uh, according to his studies on the calendars. We're also going to talk to Tom Palladino. Pa- Tom is a, I guess you'd call him a bioenergetic uh, therapist, if you will. He's a scalar energy researcher. He's going to talk to us about why light healing is the future of healing, how people can be treated by way of a photograph, and how scalar energy can be utilized as an unlimited supply of energy. Again, he's kind of like a modern day Nikolai Tesla, really interesting stuff. So, Tom Palladino and Sergio Magnana are my guests on Guys Guys Radio. So before I get started into the show, just a couple of shout-outs. One, the intro music that you hear every week on Guys Guys Radio. The name of the band is Noba. The name of the track is Uninspired. You can check them out on iTunes or whatever. Great music, great stuff. I thank them for this track. Um, also, I want to thank Chris Marcello, my producer, who does such a wonderful job. So before I forget, thank you, Chris. And let's see, what else is happening out there? Well, the election is over. I think America has... Uh, given a sigh of relief, no matter what side of the fence you're on, at least it's over for now, and uh, we'll see what happens with that. I'm not going to get into politics, as I never do on Guys Guys Radio, but I think collectively the uh, the nation is exhausted, so maybe everybody out there needs some scalar energy, so we may have the, and everybody also wants to find out what the next five years are going to look like, so I think we've got the perfect guest for our show today on Guys Guys Radio. So I hope everybody's doing great out there. I hope everybody's keeping an open mind. You know, I do a lot of work trying to find the best guests who can provide some insights and add some value to your lives because uh, I'm getting an education here from these guests and I hope you are also. And then it's up to you when you listen to them, you can determine, hey, that's something I want to weave into my lifestyle or that's interesting, but maybe not for me. And that's how it is. So we've interviewed over 500 guests here on the show. This is our 447th show, I believe. And we've got a lot more in store. And hopefully together, we'll continue on this journey and we'll both learn a lot. So Guys Guys Radio, my two special guests, Sergio Magnana and Tom Palladino. Let's get it on right now. It's Guys Guy Radio. Sergio, which is my father's name, Sergio Magana, and he's an eminent Mexican healer who was initiated in the Toltecayotl, the Nuaja lineage in ancient Mesoamerica that includes the dream work known as Nualism. Um, now, that's a mouthful there. Let me tell you a little bit about Sergio. He's got a new book. It's called The Red Toltec Prophecies. It's not his first book, but he's been writing about Toltec wisdom for a number of years now, and he's a true leader in that field. He's written The Toltec, Toltec Secret, 
Caves of Power, and this new book, The Real Toltec Prophecies, how the Aztec calendar predicted modern-day events and reveals a pathway to a new era of humankind. Well, it sounds like a lot, and it's really what we're going to talk about is about uh, the, the year 2000, uh, 2020, 2021, leading to 2026, and really what the whole Toltec calendar is all about and how it's different from the Mayan calendar and how it's different from some uh, information we've gotten in astrology about the age of Aquarius and all that. And I think a lot of people are confused about what, you know, where we are with all of that and what's going on. So it's my pleasure to welcome the Guys Guys Radio, Sergio Magnana. Hello, Robert. Thank you. Thank you. Such a pleasure for me to be with you. Now, you are a healer. What type of healing do you do? Because I know you're a teacher, but you're also a healer. Yeah, I use because my first contact with indigenous wisdom is because my mother has uh, had to work. So I I was um, really raised by my, my, my nanny that she was the daughter of the Otomi uh, community that, is, uh, that they live very close to Mexico City. So since I was a child, I saw cleansing with, with the eggs, with, with plants, uh, very, very close to Anderismo. And then I mix it with energy and, and certain things and dreams. And that's how I started, like doing healings. But then, uh, like my path uh, changed because I had to start like traveling and, and, and giving the information of certain lineages of what they wanted to share with the world. Mm -hmm. So for your healing, were you uh, like an empath or uh, how do you prescribe um, different plant uh, remedies and things like that? Uh, not exactly prescribing. It was like uh, using like sometimes plants uh, together with this much. And, but mainly the work was energetically, okay. actually. Yeah, now yeah, can, yeah. Can you see people's auras? Can you, can you like yeah. empathic? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I learned that from my from my nanny, actually, like I told you, that she showed me how to move into peripheral vision, the the eyes in certain positions, and then it changes. It appears the aura, or it appears, or people disappear. So main much of the healings that I was doing was kind of disappearing in my perception because the people, I, I suppose, they were there people and like fixing them like in in that black uh, space that I was seeing and taking and bringing them back so it was a lot more of perception and then when I found teachers from the well the Toltec tradition those were like the same eye positions that you were using for example to move in an obsidian mirror to see different things to shape shift so it was very similar. Let's, uh, for the benefit of our listeners who may not be familiar, but they may have heard of Toltec traditions and the Mayan calendar and the Aztec calendar and all of that. Could you just kind of give a quick overview as to what the Toltec tradition is and how it's different from uh, anything from the Mayan traditions and also the differences between the different calendars that you've worked with from uh, your Mexican heritage? Yes. Uh, the first calendars that were found uh, belong to two cultures that are the Mixtecs and the Zapotecs, that they were very close in Oaxaca. Uh, and from there, one part of those groups uh, and, and the formation of the calendar went to the south and the other to the north. The ones of the south became the uh, Mayan calendar. And they have like the same base, for example. And uh, they have like 
what we consider like weeks that 13 days like we could consider months like 20 days so they have many many things in common then the ones that went to the north they became uh, the Nahua calendar that Nahua is a language that was shared by Teotihuacans, then uh, Tlaxcaltecas, then uh, Toltecs, then Aztecs. So actually the Aztec calendar is not really Aztec. It comes from a long, long lineage that share the same, the same lineage, uh, the same information. Uh, and the counts are, are quite similar. For example, the long count that is very famous because of the end of the world or what we're saying now of the 2021 is a cycle of 26,500 years. And the Mayans, I don't know why exactly they split it in five. So they have five cycles that gives you 5,100 and something years. And for the Toltecs, it was split in four because it was said that it were four, four, moment, uh, four main moments uh, of the day, uh, phases of the moon, elements and that, that gives you um, uh, uh, measures of 6,625 years. And it's the same, like you said, of the Aquarius, it's the same of the precession of equinoxes of the Egyptians, it's the same number. In the Western astrology, it's the same number, but was split into the 12 eras, and then you get the Pisces era, the Aquarius era, and all of them are like 2000 and something, but it's universal. It, just how they is divided according to different cultures, it's what changes. Some of our uh, listeners, and you're in, you're in Mexico right now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Mexico City. Okay, great. And I'm in San Diego, so uh, we're doing a little international thing again on Guys Guys Radio. But um, the Tono and the Nagual, or Nagual, um, if you will, um, they appear throughout uh, two tenets of the Carlos Castaneda books. Um, so people might be aware of those. But what do people really know? need to know about that? It's really your conscious mind and your subconscious mind, I guess, right? Yeah, is the who you are awake conscious mind or who you uh, the one that you are dreaming and unconscious mind so that's the basic difference from tonal and nawal and actually also they are energetic bodies the okay. tonal is the energy body that is uh, surrounding your head when you are awake and the nawal is surrounding the your navel but the, when you fall asleep they shift mm-hmm. so you will have the Nawal here. That's why you enter in a different perception. That is like the kingdom of the moon. And then the other one is in the in in your in your in your navel. And uh, when you have lucidity or you are able to control your dreams and that, or states like like the ones that you get with uh, power plants and that, is when you are able to join bo- both of them uh, in 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 any of those uh, or sleeping or awake. Okay. So you can have uh, what we name in soñación, dreaming while awake, or uh, they name it flower dreams, but it's lucidity. Okay, okay. we're going to get into dreams and in a little bit. Let's put that aside for a moment and get into the, the calendar and the dates, because I think the listeners out there are very curious about um, people are thinking that, oh, the age of Aquarius, now we're out of 2020 was crazy, and now 2021, everything's going to take off in a really nice way. And according to your book that I read, um, it's going to be, we've got some choppy waters for the next five years or so. And uh, so tell us a little bit about kind of where we've been kind of misguided, because I think people are curious yet confused about uh, the calendars. They think like, oh, 2020 is o- over, everything's going to be okay. Well, it's going to be uh, a challenge, but things will be okay eventually. <laughs> okay. 
eventually, eventually, yeah, that, that, that's true. <laughs> Might be in 26,000 years, right? We don't know if in this year, but eventually everything will be all right. So that's 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 a happy end. But uh, actually, uh, I received these teachers, uh, these teachings. Um, I think in the 2005. When everyone, the only number that was heard in those times was 2012, the end of the Mayan calendar, and that I, I didn't even be in Mexican. I didn't, uh, I didn't know that uh, it, it existed other count, the count of Central Mexico. So I received it from my teacher Hugo, and he told me like the mathematics of the Toltecs and that, and that the real shift was happening in 2021, not not in 2012. Then I wonder why, and he told me that, uh, and and sent me to see a temple uh, in that is the Quetzalcoatl Temple, that is the precious knowledge in Xochicalco, very close to Mexico City, where it, you see a meeting, a meeting of Quetzalcoatls or 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 wise people that they look some of them Mayan, some of them Olmecs, some of them Toltecs, uh, like different races, and he said that those meetings were uh, at least. Uh, held every 52 years because was to adjust the calendar and the that the issues that like the Mayans fl uh, 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 flowered much before the Toltecs and the Aztecs so they didn't have the last adjustments so this the count of central Mexico was adapted to new dates that uh, came late after the Mayans so I said maybe maybe not because I wasn't sure. And then after I saw that nothing really spectacular happened in 2012, okay, it was, it kept evolving. So I thought probably the other count, it will be something similar. But then I kept, I kept uh, he told me that between 2012 to 2021, we're going to be really challenging years because um, we were going to face like humankind, the underworld. And each year, it was dedicated to one underworld, and they have similarities, but I wasn't still like quite convinced until 2020, because 2020 represented for the eighth underworld that represents the one of complete darkness. And if you, if we see, if you are in darkness, you are you are forced to stop. You don't know, you don't know the path, and then. Uh, and like we saw, every uh, humankind was forced to stop. And then he also told me that the feminine forces that had been uh, placed in a second, in a second place, actually, an aspect in all these thousands of years, were going to express. And the first one uh, was going to be the Earth through lack of abundance, infections, and uh, and people, some people aging and some people dying. So when I saw this, I said, okay, it's really clear. The others could, could look like coincidence, but I think the, the count that is accurate and not because the other one was wrong, is because the other one didn't have uh, the adjustments to add dates. Got it. It, okay. uh, so, and it's happening. And, and I'm seeing every time more and more, all the things happening and adjusting to to what uh, uh, to the Toltec count that of course it gives it gives me certainty and certain ways to do it with grace 
but it, it doesn't say that, it's, that they were going to be easy times. So the next five years, give us a snapshot year by year of what the Toltec calendar has told you. Okay. We're in 2021 now. Yeah, but for the Aztec calendar and Toltec calendar, we're not still like in 2021. We are like in 2020 still. Okay. Why? Because the, the year shifts 12th of March. Got it. So we are still like in the eighth underworld in which uh, everything is in darkness. Uh, humankind is stopped and the, the earth is going to the earth uh, is still showing uh, the lack of balance through lack of abundance um, and infections and, and some people dying. Okay. okay. Uh, so it will shift in the 12th of March to a year that means nine house. The house is related to, to the human realm. And not only the house is our body, the house is where we live and our temples. So, and we enter in the next uh, underworld, the last one of the transition that it is said is the one of the complete, uh, the complete peace. So it may sound really, really good, like, okay, after March, everything will get, everything will get amazing and that. Right. But that is one possibility, because if you see the teachings, to get into complete peace uh, represents that you solve the previous underworlds, so that you solve your repetitive destructive patterns. The areas of, of your life that you're addicted to suffering, you address them and you try to minimize that. That you stop uh, the fear of change and you accept to change because no, we're not going to the previous order. The people that is just uh, waiting for vaccines and that, maybe they work, but it won't be the same, even though if, if things happen, uh, a huge shift has happened. And the fear of change and the laziness and lack of discipline also to address the ancestral patterns that you need to heal in order to move uh, to a new, a new era. That is for, for March. And then uh, the sixth son officially, officially enters the, the next period in, in, with a moon eclipse in May, uh, 26th of May. So that, that is crucial because a second feminine force, that is the moon, is going to operate. For us in the tradition is the one that takes you to fortune and misfortune. So it is said that things will be a lot more uh, in duality, a lot more people uh, that are accepting the change and that uh, getting, getting positive things, abundance and everything, but a lot of people that much more than the ones that we have seen uh, going to, to the misfortune, the ones that didn't change and that, and that, that will keep on until 2026, in which, according to the Toltec tradition, many people is going to die, actually, okay. and find the peace in that way. Okay, uh, Guys Guys Radio, special guest is Sergio Magnana. My name is Robert Manny. The name of the show is Guys Guys Radio. We're talking about the real Toltec prophecies. Sorry to cut you off there, Sergio. Continue, please. Yeah, 2026 is, is that uh, year that... Um, in the 24th of November of 2026, it was also a very important measure for the ancient Mexicans that it, they name it New Fire. And it has to be with the position of Orion and the Pleiades in the cosmos. 
that actually a perfect alignment of Orion with the Pleiades here happened every 52 years. So for them it was like, a, because Orion represented the power and the Pleiades the collective. So, or, the, or, or a group ruling the collective or the collective controlling the, uh, the, the power actually. So every time that is a new opportunity. And so until that uh, date, we will be seeing the ones that adapt, which are the difference between the previous cycle. In the previous cycle is like tonal, like you said, from Carlos Castaneda. Uh, we are awake and we are looking outside. When we look outside, God is outside. Satisfaction is outside. Medicine, we need vaccine. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we need satisfaction from people or war, conquering and that. Now that we're entering in a, in a sun of the midnight, so we are closing the, our eyes and it's like going inside. First, we will most see the things that I mentioned previously, our underworlds. Where is our mind trapped? Then our dreams. Like, like really, like it's, it's addressed in all the languages of the world that the girl of my dreams, the work of my dreams, uh, everything of my dreams is that you dreamt it, it before. Of course, what you do when you are uh, awake also creates part of your dreams. But it's a cycle that first you have to dream it. So it's a complete new order, a lot more feminine that it will, could be ruled by the earth in this way with much more respect by the moon. The moon is not only fortune and misfortune. The moon means your dreams because she is the official kind of ruler of the night. And actually the night by itself, it's the same for the Mexicans ancient. It is the same of the darkness of the Bible, of the blue of the Tibetans, uh, the black eagle of Castaneda, or the, the, the main creator. And it's to, to recognize that darkness outside and inside us. Inside us, in the gap between our thoughts, very similar to meditation, but mainly in the delta, a sleep, deep sleep that we have every night, in which is the program, what is your body able to do or not? If you are able to get into lucidity there and to amplify your uh, the program of your ancestors to heal your body and to resist everything, uh, that could be new strands and whatever, whatever it comes. And also like new soil in your dreams to dream in a different way in order to live a different life. Let's talk about dreams a little bit also, because I think people would like to be able to have a more active role in their dreams. And usually what happens is they fall asleep and they have some type of what random situation where they're being chased or this or that, and they don't know how to really make things happen in their dream. I, I had a dream um, the other night, which I've never had before, which was I was in the dream and then I went to sleep. Something happened that was unpleasant. I went to sleep in the dream. I woke up in the dream and there was a set of car keys there that reminded me of the problem I had with a car at the earlier part of the dream. I mean, things like that. I assume I'm starting to get into a more of a lucid state in my dreaming because of my practices. But tell us about the importance of dreaming um, and what people can do to get started in being able to have more of a uh, active role in their dreams so they can be more productive in their awakened life. Actually, novelism that is so popular because of Carlos Castaneda was like the ancient knowledge about dreaming that was taught to uh, the people in power, 
to rulers, to priests, to warriors, in order how to create from the dreams the waking state. And also how to mix both realities to make like in Matrix, like mm -hmm. to make uh, them together so that this uh, reality stops being so solid and you can uh, manipulate it uh, like that. So actually it's a decision. It's a decision. There are many, many ways, for example, before falling asleep, uh, uh, the ancient Mexicans did a practice of sowing dreams or planting dreams. So to that is a huge step. It's, it looks very, very simple, but it's telling your unconscious that you will stop uh, dreaming uh, like uh, how you have dreamt all the uh, the uh, the years, the previous years, and how your ancestors dreamt because they are similar, and that you want to dream, for example, a, a serpent in order to get the healing of your knee. That's mm -hmm. a huge command. It's, it looks like, oh, it's, it's just like manifesting with dreams. No, it's really begin domesticating your unconsciousness. And those are where like the things that were done uh, before falling asleep. Then there are techniques that, that, that are the ones that are, I am fascinated by, that it is conscious sleeping, because every time when we're going to fall asleep, we cross through four states. The first is that you are feeling heavy. The second is that you start, you start feeling rigid or stiff because your brain is, is entering in dream paralysis. The mechanism that our brain activates so that if we are flying in the dream, we don't jump off the bed and we don't hurt ourselves. So we, we need to enter in this paralysis. The third one is a drop of temperature. And that's why we need to, to be covered when we are dreaming and we are sleeping. And the fourth one is the change, like the dream paralysis is becoming harder, then it becomes a little bit more difficult to breathe. So we enter in this very characteristic sound when we are dreaming that is previous to the people that snore. And is to be doing with consciousness that that is uh, focusing your in your blood and become slow the heart more more and feeling heavy then stiff, so that you are able to fall asleep without losing consciousness. That sometimes in the beginning, for example, when I was doing it, it's so strange because you are hearing perfectly what is happening in the awake world, but you are hearing yourself snoring and <laughs> everything. You are yeah, paralyzed. Amazing. Well, yes. the book, the book, you have a, a series of practices. So for people who are interested in taking a more active role in lucid dreaming, they're in here and they're, they're, they're breath based and uh, they're very simple, but you just do them before you go to sleep. Um, what else do we need to know, Sergio, about you and your book? Because we're getting tight on time and I want to make sure we get all the points across. What would be your main message to, to our listeners yeah. out there? Uh, like I, I have been saying now that this book came out, I would have never written the book if I wouldn't have uh, given solutions. Because if not, it's only fear that, oh my God, we're, we're entering in a new <laughs> feminine era. Uh, what can I do? And so in that book are like solutions that come from directly from the tradition, how to relate with the earth. That is the one that gives uh, the immune system the power, how the earth may take the what you don't need anymore and to give you the precious essence to give new things, even in dreams, to see if in a, in a world that is crashing, in prophetic dreams, what are you going to do? What could be a good economical or way to live? 
and also how to relate uh, uh, with the new time in which the things are coming from the outside, it won't be a god uh, or a medicine to blame. It has to come back to you. So it's knowing prophecies, but with solutions. And to practice and to do it, because I, all the people that, that I know that we are doing it, we didn't have a tough year. Actually, I had one of the best. Of course, I'm not happy with uh, to be in lockdowns and that. Sure. But but it's 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 the outside world. My right. inside right. world is working. So it's just to address that we're in a shift that is not going back to to how it was and to accept it and to flow. Sergio Magnana, uh, my special guest, the real Toltec prophecy. Sergio, where can people find out more about you and get your books? Uh, it's in in my website sergiomagana.com and in, in Amazon of course and uh, I don't know if bookshops are open but it should be there but in Amazon I know it is uh, the audio one I, I have to say it's is read by the actress Michelle Rodriguez that I thank her a lot so she's she's reading the the audio one and uh, my Facebook is Sergio Magana and there i can Fantastic. find it about me and okay well thank you you've been terrific uh, there's a lot to, to unpack here and we didn't really have enough time but again again the name of the book is the real toltec prophecies how the aztec calendar predicted modern day events and reveals a pathway to a new era of humankind and i would just suggest uh, and i think sergio would agree that people need to be open to change and need to be open to be able to receive because a lot of people kind of are blocked from receiving so thank you so much sergio magana on uh, guys guys radio thank you It's Guy's Guy Radio. Tom Palladino, he does something very interesting. He works with scalar light, scalar energy. He's kind of a quantum uh, energy researcher, and he's a very interesting guy. And he, he takes his lead from Nikolai, Nikola Tesla, and he's there to help people with, uh, with various diseases, etc. Now, we all know that Western medicine is something that we all appreciate and we all need at various times i know my own life has been saved on repeated occasion occasions by western medicine and robotic surgery and i had pneumonia and i had to get the meds for that so in no way does my guest or myself have anything negative to say about western medicine but there are alternatives because we all know especially in this time of covid we have to do things that help us take care of ourselves so that's why we're here today so let me tell you a little bit about tom He's a scalar energy research. He's based in Florida. He's uh, scalar energy is a fundamental life force found everywhere in the world. It's known as chi, prana, om, mana, life force, pyramid, pyramid energy, zero port energy. And Tom works with this and he works with photographs to help kind of disassemble pathogens within the cells of the body to help us get back to where we need to be in our, in our state of uh, our divine state, if you will. So I'm so pleased to bring Tom Palladino onto Guys Guys Radio. Welcome, Tom. It's great to be here. Thanks, Robert. So let's get right into it. Uh, for the benefit of our listeners, what is scalar energy and how is it different from other types of energy? Scalar energy is sunlight. It's starlight. Um, there, there were inventors such as Tesla who realized that the sun produced this scalar energy. It's not electricity. So I am working with scalar energy from the sun, from the stars, 
and it is different. It is distinct. It is not electromagnetic in character. Why do we work with scalar energy? Because it's so versatile. It's, it's incredible what you can achieve with scalar energy. Now, you, uh, you work with photographs, too. So how, how actually does your process work? Um, I gave you like the top line about scrambling cells, but really, how do you work? Well, I work remotely with people by way of their photograph. There, there is no physical office that you visit. In other words, when people send me a photograph, I take their photograph and I place it inside a scalar energy instrument. Now, what do I mean by that? Well, your photograph has an energetic signature and it has your force field attached to it. And when we're working with this type of, this type of uh, physical phenomenon found on your photograph, your, your intellectual uh, property, so to speak, on your photograph, your scalar energy signature on your photograph, we can work with you remotely by way of your photograph. So a photograph carries your energetic signal that is peculiar to you, and I simply place your photograph inside my instrument, and my instrument then will make a connection with your energy signature. So how does the, uh, how does the machinery, if you will, your technology know how to differentiate your healthy cells from the pathogens? The, the way the instruments have been calibrated, they are designed to break apart what is considered to be microorganisms, foreign microorganisms. So with a scalar energy instrument, you have a great deal of control. Um, and in so doing, you can pinpoint what you want to accomplish with these instruments. So I pinpoint that I want to destroy, say, viruses, bacteria, and fungi with this instrument. And that's what the instrument will do. And it leaves healthy cells alone. So with a scalar energy instrument, it will do what you tell it to do. And I'm able to break down the molecular bonds of viruses, bacteria, protozoan, etc., microorganisms that can, can impair our health or cause pathogenic disease. Now, how did that's really interesting stuff. How did you get started? And what was uh, Tesla's influence on this? Because it sounds very much like Nikola Tesla. The, the, it is, to answer that, that point. Nikola Tesla was the first scalar energy scientist that I studied. I was enthralled with his work. I realized that many of Tesla's inventions, especially the, his inventions the latter part of his life, were scalar energy instruments. He was not working with electricity anymore. And with those scalar energy instruments, um, he was able to achieve what you cannot achieve with electricity, with electromagnetic energy. So I decided to make a career out of scalar energy research. It's not electrical research. And, that, and, and with that, I've developed scalar energy instruments that I think was going to really pave the way for this new and emerging science. Now, um, you work with photographs. People send in their photographs. And then you can work with millions of people at the same time. How does that work? That's right. So my instrument works like a satellite. So to give you an analogy, there are satellites that we use today that can send signals to millions of cell phones or TV dishes or GPS units, so to speak. And my instrument is, is a satellite likewise, but it's a satellite in this scalar dimension. It's not a satellite of electromagnetic energy. And what is peculiar to scalar energy Scalar energy is an infinite source of, of information. It's a wealth of information, universal information. So my contention is one scalar energy instrument really serves as, as the satellite capability for the entire universe. 
there is no time, there, there is no distance that we cannot overcome with the scalar energy satellite. Are you aware of any uh, efforts, uh, government or otherwise, to develop this type of technology? Or maybe they have it, but it hasn't been introduced to us or disclosed to us yet, where are other people around the world using this, etc.? Are you the only one? Uh, publicly, I think I'm the only one. I, I've heard that there are skunk works with the governments around the world. To what extent have they developed scalar energy? I don't know. And it's a shame if it, if it is being suppressed by governments or by academia, it's, it's only hurting mankind. So my point is, is to present this and be very bold about my presentation and to have the people of the world form some type of grassroots movement to demand that this science, to demand that this technology be brought to the fore. Mm -hmm. Okay, Guys Guys Radio, your host, Robert Manny, my special guest, Tom Palladino. We're talking about scalar energy. Um, I, in reading your materials, you work a lot on uh, some of the viruses that are pretty common, whether it's uh, STDs, uh, herpes, herpes simplex, uh, HPV. How, how does that work? How long does it take to kill those viruses? Once they go through a 30-day program or longer, uh, is the virus, that's it, it's disassembled and it's gone forever? Or are some of these viruses latent and they come back and you just kill them, you know, temporarily? When I work with a scalar energy instrument, I have control over, say, viruses such as human papillomavirus and the herpes virus. So when I'm working with an instrument, I can break down the molecular bonds of the human papillomavirus or break down the molecular bonds of the herpes virus. It's destroyed, those viruses. And unless you're reinfected, you will not have, you'll, you will not have to deal with those viruses again. I can break apart, I can destroy viruses. Now, how do I pinpoint and how do I tell the instrument to do that? I, I send instructions by way of a photograph. Let's say I wanted to destroy the human papillomavirus. I would actually take a photograph of the human papillomavirus and place it inside my instrument. So my instrument will look at the, the character, would look at the photographic signature of the human papillomavirus, and then with that signature found on the photograph, would be able to destroy the human papillomavirus inside a person. Now, people out there who are listening uh, or watching, they're going to ask themselves, well, how do, how do we know? How, do, how does this quantify? And I've seen your studies results and some graphs and things like that. But how does the, obviously the person knows if they don't get another cold sore that it's worked. But right. um, generally, what happens to the individual when they go under this process? Yeah, most people feel better within the first two, three, four weeks. So it, it, the important thing is that people return to health. If you want to substantiate um, how effective this is, many people have taken tests, test results, known as a PCR test, a polymerase chain reaction test. And those tests will tell you either the presence or absence of a virus. And invariably, after we work with people with the human papillomavirus or the herpes virus, should they decide to get a PCR test, those tests come back negative, no viral load for either human papillomavirus or the herpes virus. Meaning what? Meaning that it's, it's gone, it's absent. Mm -hmm. And uh, then if you feel better, you're basically feeling like you should feel uh, what, versus feeling not so good because you have some of these viruses because people yes. who get cold sores and things like that, the viral infection, so sometimes they feel weaker and there's, there's other symptoms, correct? That's correct, exactly, yeah. Now, you ever have problems with the machine? Like, how do you do the repairs and stuff like that? <laughs> there are no moving parts, Robert. 
no moving parts. So once the instruments are, are functioning, I, I don't have a problem with them. And there's, there's no friction. So what am I doing? I'm taking the existing standing wave in the universe, scalar energy, and I'm simply uh, able to capture that scalar wave and then broadcast it around the world. Okay. Tom Palladino, my special guest on Guys Guys Radio, we're talking about scalar energy. How, how is this different from uh, organs, you know, the energy that people get from organs or crystals, and also things like sound healing and uh, listening to uh, solfeggio tones and things that have different uh, frequencies? Um, there, there were um, a number of people who've created orgone generators or orgone accumulators, and I believe those orgone accumulators are scalar energy accumulators. And many people have said that they feel different with these orgone uh, instruments, and I would concur. Why? Because it's a different energy. It's not electromagnetic. So many people today are, are aware of scalar energy. There are other synonymous terms, or orgone energy, ether energy, tessa energy, prana, chi. So we are now seeing that this is indeed another form of energy that people are able to capture that either by an orgone accumulator or by, say, a pendant, a crystal. Any crystal, any any quartz serves as a, really a capacitor for scalar energy. That's really what makes a crystal come alive. It's scalar energy. Any crystal, and I use crystals in my, with my machinery, any crystal will amplify a standing scalar wave. So that really is the underlying science behind many precious stones, including quartz. It's scalar energy is the animating force behind those precious stones. Do you think that uh, this type of energy was used way, way, way back? We talk about Atlantis and ancient Egypt and that there was much more uh, of a high-tech, low-tech type of use of uh, natural uh, minerals and things like that to, uh, to, to, to share energy. Yes. Is it, you think that's true? And is that what you're kind of working on now? So it's really like you're, not, you're really old school in what you're doing because this yeah. stuff has been available. Yeah, and I'll speak to that point. Yes, many people are saying that this energy has been around since the beginning of time, and they're absolutely right. They're absolutely right. And did, did uh, other uh, 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 cultures understand and, and appreciate this? Yes, they did. So we're in many ways, we're playing catch-up. Uh, again, the, the term prana chi really describes this energy. And the point I'm making is the many cultures for millennia have, have been embracing this type of energy. So we are now going into that, what I hope to be an era of peace. And that era of peace, we're finally going to find that people have all along appreciated this energy. Chi, prana, mm -hmm. has been with us for, for millennia. Now we have instrumentation that can control chi and prana. You could harness it. You know, it's interesting. Uh, now, things like uh, I had mentioned, I'm a Reiki master teacher and advanced clinical master hypnotist. And 15 years ago, people would laugh at that. And nowadays, you know, if you go to the hospital and you have surgery, there's usually somebody who will uh, who'll be available to do a Reiki treatment on you. And a lot of nurses are learning Reiki. And so the, the masses are learning that we can work with energy. We can harness energy and work with it. Do you see a point where Scalar energy, every household will have their own scalar energy unit in the next 20 years or so? I would hope so. Why? Because we, we have to break this paradigm that's not working. There is an, an energy crisis. 
And it's not only a shortage of energy, but it, the energy pollutes. And the energy really is not dependable as, as we might think it is. So scalar energy will be the new energy source. It's clean. It doesn't leave a footprint. It does not harm. It's, it's non-physical, so it's non-chemical. The future is to scalar energy. Mm-hmm. And I got to think that the, uh, the way that the, the mainstream, if you will, the big industries, medical industries, pharma, et cetera, will accept this if, is once they find a way that they can harness some of it to monetize it. Well, I'm sure you've thought about that. Yeah. And one of the drawbacks that I've experienced after the past 30 years of researching with this is there's no money in it. Meaning what? There's no industry. <laughs> right. <laughs> now, well, a lot of people say, Tom, this sounds just wonderful. Why don't you work with other people? I want to. Why don't other groups work with me? There's no money in it. It won't pay your mortgage. There's mm-hmm. no, it's a, it's a brand new industry. It's, a, it's an emerging science. And as such, you, it's not been monetized. And as such, people, unless you can make money on it, a lot of people are just not interested in that type of technology. Well, I guess they would have to, because you, you have a program where there's 30-day programs and you can sign up. And you have to, you know, you have to pay your own bills. So maybe that's the, maybe that's the, the template is uh, you get access to it uh, for X amount of time for X amount of dollars yeah. on a broader scale. Who knows? Like, just like we get electricity, right? You get your electricity turned on, you get a bill at the end of the month. Maybe you get a scalar energy bill at the end of the month or something. And that's, that's the only model, the economic model that I can follow right now. And again, a lot of people have an interest in this, but until you can appreciate the fact that you can make money at this and that this is sustainable, you're not going to find any corporation or any government step forward and say, well, we want to do that without having a guaranteed return. Mm-hmm. And that's just the way the world is today. Let's just be blunt about it. They, people want to see a profit. They want to see a guaranteed return. I can't guarantee any return. Obviously, the elephant in the room right now is COVID, and we didn't touch on that. And I, I got to think with everything going on out there and all the different vaccine versions that are coming out and will be coming out, um, what's your take? Have you worked with COVID at all? Yeah, I'll, I'll speak to, as a matter of record, since the pandemic has begun, we've worked with the, over 50,000 people, over 50,000 people, and nobody's been in, sent to the hospital with COVID when they're under our program. So after working with 50,000 people around the world and nobody is sick with COVID, I think that's a good track record. Amazing. Now, you also, you work with uh, villages in Africa where people, you get these collages of photographs. It's amazing. You were showing me before we did the show. Uh, how how you can work on so many people at the same time how how is it, how is scalable scalar energy so scalable yeah it, again let's consider it a satellite but this is a universal satellite and we can miniaturize photographs and those miniaturized photographs can be placed in my instrument now now understand this my instrument can easily work with 10 million 20 million photographs of people instantaneously and simultaneously so on any given day, I could work with 20 million people and I could eradicate their pathogens in their body. 20 million people a day. I go on record by stating that. What's been your biggest, oh my God, moment since you started doing this? You know, I, I, I've seen great results with pathogenic disease. We can destroy germs, pathogens. But what, I, what is so subtle is the chakra balancing or the spiritual alignment. And many people change their disposition when they're under this influence. 
Scale energy changes the brainwave. It, it balances the seven meridians, the seven chakras. I think that's quite profound. Um, one I didn't mention is uh, cancer. Have you worked with cancer at all? I, no, no success. Okay, interesting. Um, okay, uh, fantastic information. Uh, you're a great guy, and uh, you're glowing. So I know you've been hooked up to your machine for years now because you look terrific. And I say that with all respect uh, as a guy's guy. So. Tom, tell everybody where they can learn more about you, more about Scalar Energy. If you have any special offers, just for the audience knows, Tom allowed me to sign up with my family. We sent photographs, headshots of myself, my wife, my son. I didn't send my cat in, but maybe I will. And, uh, and we're waiting. So we're going to talk again in a month, and I'll let the listeners know, and we'll have Tom pack back on at some point. The, uh, the website is scalarlight.com. Visit the website. Anybody can submit email us photographs now and we'll work with your entire family for free for 15 days that's s-c-a-l-a-r scalarlight.com and the entire point of the 15-day free trial is to introduce this to the world i'm willing to treat everybody in the world for free if that's what it's going to take to get this out there fantastic well you're a real guys guy i really appreciate you being on the show tom and best of luck stay safe and keep doing the good work thank you pleasure to be here It's Guy's Guy Radio. Different, but in some ways similar guests today on Guy's Guy's Radio. And the similarity, I think, is in the concept of energy, if you will. I think both our guests, Sergio Magnana and uh, Tom Palladino, talked a lot about energy and uh, different approaches. But, um, you know, everything is energy and there's different ways of working with it. And a good thing is that energy is malleable, so you can work with energy. So I hope everybody keeps an open mind about energy and you know, how you can work with it to improve your life, basically, and live your best life. So Sergio uh, talked a lot about the Toltec prophecies, and we got a heads up as to uh, what's coming up, predicted at least, for the next couple of years, and how some of the calendars and the calendar dates that we had thought were supposedly accurate like uh, 2000 and 2012 and now 2000 uh, 2021 may not be exactly what we've been told but it is a process and you have to live out any day anyhow so it's interesting to hear Sergio and the uh, the Toltec prophecies on the calendar but also between uh, Sergio and Tom Palladino and Tom of course is the scalar energy researcher we just spoke with they both talk a lot about energy also. For Sergio, uh, in the back of the book, he's got a lot of exercises of working with energy and doing things like sowing dreams before you go to sleep at night and energetically creating things that you want to create in your life while you're asleep. I, I like that idea a lot, and there's a lot of breathing exercises there, but it's basically about working with energy. And for Tom, of course, Tom Palladino is a, uh, he's trained in bioenergetic therapy and he's the scalar energy researcher. So um, his contention is that anybody can be treated by way of a photograph, and it's about light healing, and scalar energy is really that universal energy that encompasses everything. So Tom was kind enough to uh, offer a month of uh, scalar energy remote healing for my family, treatments, let's call it, um, instead of healing for my family. So we sent in photos and um, I'm about three weeks into that, and I'm feeling good, and my 
my family's feeling good. I don't know about any underlying pathogens or anything like that that might have, have, might have been uh, killed off or whatever, but we're feeling good. So I'm going to keep at it, and I'm going to be in conversation with Tom, and we'll see what happens there. But uh, I, I keep an open mind, and if he's a devotee of Nikolai Tesla, uh, I'm interested because Tesla did a lot of amazing things that um, may have gotten squashed along the way. We don't hear too much about Tesla. At least we haven't until now. So anyhow, Guys Guys Radio, we're here every Wednesday evening at 8 p.m. Pacific time on KCAA Radio in Southern California, 102.3, 106.5 FM, 1050 AM. The radio show is rebroadcast Sundays at 6 p.m. Pacific time here in Southern California. The podcast and my YouTube drop every Thursday worldwide. Um, the podcast is on over 25 platforms. You can consume it anywhere where you consume your podcasts. And the YouTube, uh, just go to Robert Manny. Use my name and it'll take you to the channel, which is uh, Guys Guys TV. And we have the interviews posted on YouTube every week now. We just started that recently and it's really starting to take off already. So very excited about that. I, you can also catch me across social media and, of course, my website, robertmanni.com. I've got over 300-plus blog posts about life, love, the pursuit of happiness. You can download three free chapters of my novel, The Guy's Guy's Guide to Love, about two guys in advertising competing for love, sex, power, and money in New York City. Savvy woman, uh, flawed men. It's been called the male successor to Sex in the City. It's a sexy rom-com romp, but it's got... It's about something. Let's put it that way. And it's got, uh, check out the reviews online. Go on Amazon and you'll see for yourself and decide. But people have fun with the book and I really enjoyed writing it. And uh, I lived in the advertising and marketing industry in New York for many years. So uh, it comes from the heart. So Guys Guys Radio, I'm here for you. I'm doing my very best job I can to bring the right guests, the best guests, and ask the questions as your advocate that you'd want to ask so we get the best information out of them. Because as you're learning about some of these things that these uh, guests are bringing to us, I'm learning at the same time. Even though I do some research ahead of time, I'm, I'm drilling in there and getting the best information I can for you because this is really about uh, having everybody have the opportunity to get the most information as possible that we traditionally don't get through uh, mainstream media and then be able to say, hey, this is for me or maybe it's not for me. So that's what I do here for you on Guys Guys Radio. And I do it for myself also. And I ask the questions that I think you'd want to ask. And I ask the questions that I want to ask because you know what? I'm a curious guys guy. So thanks so much for listening. I can't wait to get back here next week and see you again. So Guys Guys Radio, as I always like to say, guys, guys, finish first.